Welcome back to another episode of It's All Bad. I'm Russ and Danny. I'm here with... This is Mike. I'm Charlie. And Keith's trying to figure out how to use Zoom right now. Uh, we got yeah. a super special, cool episode Internet. today. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm not lying. We got a super uh, special episode with Nada5150, a.k.a. Seth, who's somebody who's kind of come on board and has been helping us, you know, uh, make fine-tune our sound and been showing up. This dude was in the hospital with health complications post-COVID editing this fucking podcast, you know? So my hat's off to him, and we switched it up. This is the first and maybe last time we're ever going to do this. Our intro and outro songs are actually not as music, which is pretty fresh. And, man, he's got some bangers. He's got some bangers. He moved here from – where do you move here from? South Carolina? North Carolina. I always fuck those up. <laughs> Mike does that in the episode too. I, yeah, yeah right, no, I, I can never keep that straight. And, yeah, and, and he also, as as Keith pointed out, from those little video clips we saw on Instagram, not on Instagram, in our texts, it's all the same feed. Just the one tube that goes right mm-hmm. into the top of the brain, <laughs> wherever mm-hmm. it comes from. But anyway, saw that of him. The kid's got hands. He, he's oh yeah, a fighter. Oh, I, was, I wouldn't want to fuck wow. around with him. Because after the call, I was like, that kid likes to get, he likes to scrap. And then I saw, I was like, oh, I get it. I see why. He's really good at that. <laughs> although, although I did take him, this is not a jab at Seth by any means. I took him to training mate with me once, my little workout that I do. And that fool was fucked up. So, uh, yep. You know. <laughs> so, you know what, Seth? Maybe I can take your ass. <laughs> hey, Patreon content is just yeah, fucking set up. beating my ass. Yeah, oh, dude, that'd be incredible. <laughs> no, we we could do Seth versus you, me, and Wager. I I wouldn't fucking. I'd never fight. He'd win. Wager. He'd win. He'd wager? Oh, dude. Yeah. Or but, Seth. Uh, yeah, but he's got some. Man, Seth's got some bangers. Yeah. Like, stuff, you know, just just where he him coming out of here the. The story of him kind of getting his, you know, getting settled in in L.A. Oh that God. fucking going down to sh- that, that the night, the daytime shittier fucking trip. I mean, fuck. He's great. Uh, nothing like shittier on a nice nothing hot like shittier. day. All right. It's always shittier when you get to Whittier. <laughs> As uh, Uncle Vic says. Well, shit, let's not waste any more time and get right into the episode. Word. We're low, right? Enjoy. Not a fifty-one-fifty. You did your motherfucking fan. I swear. The screeching too. Here's a little bonus feature for y'all. <laughs> Welcome back to It's All Bad. My name's Keith. What up? I'm Russ and Danny. Here's Mike. Hey, I'm Seth. Special guest. Welcome, oh, Seth. Special guest. Special guest. Let them know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dumb beat COVID. Yeah. So, COVID survivor. Seth, you used to like to party? Yeah, I like to party. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> uh, I'm from North Carolina, like, born in Pittsburgh, raised in Raleigh, North Carolina, and, uh. Yeah, then I moved to Wilmington, the beach, and then I moved to L.A. like three years ago. Yeah, I met you. 
Did I? I met you what day one, day uh, two of you being in LA? Yeah. I, no way. Yeah, day one, day one, brother. I uh, what did I do? I lost. Um, okay, there I found you guys again. I came in. I had no plan when I moved to LA besides like I saved up five thousand dollars and I had like mm-hmm. my earthly possessions and my dog. And I met a stranger from the internet to uh, split the gas, and I drove out here. And uh, <clears throat> I typed in like Koreatown, and like I was just like walking around Koreatown. Like I was like, "Oh, this place says for rent. This place says for rent." It's like calling them, and then I went to Taco Bell to eat. Ran into some guy who was like, "Hey, you like your tattoos?" I'm like, "I like your tattoos too." Say, like, "Oh, I got them when I got sober." I'm like, "Yo, you like know where there's a meeting?" Like. Because I've you know been sober in AA for like five years at this point, and he's like, "Yeah, meeting Alvarado Street tonight," and I was like, "Oh, rad!" And that's where I met all of the friends I keep today. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Who, who was it you ran into? Um, I I does okay, his anonymity because he, he gave me he gave me his, his pseudonym his his writer name. Uh, oh fuck it, put that! I'll put him on blast if you don't want to. It was effort, effort, effort you motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> oh rad! Like yeah, he just you know got his number, told me where the meeting was, and every time I see him, I'm like glad I ran into you. Where did you wind up living in Koreatown? I didn't. Uh, my truck. Copy <laughs> 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 that. Yeah, I slept in the truck with my dog and this dude, this fucking guy who, like, got a bus from Connecticut down to Raleigh and then waits till we're in Arizona to be like, oh, yeah, I only have $300. And I'm like, I'll leave you in the desert, you shithead. (laughs) (laughs) We we stayed in my truck because I'm like, okay, you know, like, if we could find a place, like, we could still split it. Like, I'm committed to, to living in L.A., you know? Yeah. Fucking, okay, it might have been Danny or someone at, I went to, you know, I went to that meeting that night, and Danny was like, hey, come to this meeting tomorrow, I'll save you a seat. So I went to that seat and met all these other good people in AA, and mm. um, someone was like, oh, you've been sober for five years? Like, we can get you a job, you know, managing a sober living. So, like, I was Wait, like, up to my that's group. not how it went. It's not how it went? Because I remember it fucking clearly, and I'm going to put, you know, okay. and this is funny because <laughs> cause I have a really good memory, and it's kind of fucked up. Like, you know, sometimes it fucks, I'm like, damn, you know, I'll just remember some shit from, like, eight years ago, and I'm like, fuck, like, you know, I really blew it with that fucking chick or whatever, you know, or, like, from fucking, you know, it's like, it gets me in trouble. But you met somebody, and you were like, hey, I'm looking for a place, and it was a girl that knew... Was it Johnny Boy? Johnny Boy was still in town, right? That uh, fucking nut. Yeah, Johnny Boy. Or maybe Kevin or like one of those fools, you know? And they were, um, they're going to be mad, you know? Whatever. Fuck them. I'll tell them to their face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love Kevin. Fuck them, you know? <laughs> but uh, he, uh, <laughs> but they were like, they were like, oh, uh, you were, they were like some girl that worked at that sober living was like, because I remember like watching it out the corner of my eye, you know, and she's like, oh, like, oh, you're sober, blah, blah, like, uh, blah, like you know, like, oh, like, or she, no, she was like, how long do you have? You know, or she asked you like, how, you know, and you're like, oh, five. And she was like, five days. And you're like, five years. And she's like, what? You're like, what are you talking about? You're living in your truck and you got five years, you know? And like, she couldn't like wrap her head around it, you know? And then she was like, uh, what did she say? She was like, hey, um, she was like, oh, you have insurance? And you're like, yeah, I got insurance. And she was like, I'll get you into a place where you just got to tell them that you have five days. You know, you got to pretend like you're not fucking sober and then we'll get you a fucking, you know, and then you could stay there. 
And Seth calls me at night. He goes, dude, what do I do? You know, like, fucking what? And, uh, and I was like, I can't tell you what to do, you know? But then you ended up being honest with them. And they're like, oh, you got five years. And like, what the, f- like, we'll just give you a job. So rather than him being a client there, they gave him a job working there. Really? It's pretty oh, sick. That's great. Yeah. That is awesome. Right? Oh. Am I right? Yeah, no, that's how it went down. I mean, like, it took a while for them to, like, it, it, sound, it sounds too good to be true because it was. It ended up getting hairy. However, I was so grateful for that. And it was just bomb to fucking go from, like, I mean, like, no one from North Carolina wants to see someone leave North Carolina and succeed because no one does that except for Michael Jordan. And so <laughs> everyone's like, oh, you'll be back. Like, you got nowhere to stay. You got no job. Like, you'll be back. And after, like, two days of making it out there, I'm, like, on Instagram. Like, the recovery house was, like, in the in the hills. And I'm just, like, hey, like, living up on the thing. And they ended up giving me, like, a very small salary, which was, which was tight. Like, all I had to do was get my, like, my network, build, like, a foundation, get used to the city, you know, go to meetings, like, the stuff that I wanted to be doing. And, yeah, it was, it was such, a, such a blessing. It was great. Was the tiger still there when you got there? I got to touch a physical tiger alive. Yeah, dude. Like, you see, what? Okay, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm fucking, we're going, you guys want exclusives on this thing? I'm telling you. Fucking <laughs> place was sketchy. Like, it was, I was not, I was not ready. Like, I was like, I, like, I'm used to, I lived in like a halfway house when I first got sober, which is just, mm. like, you know, like your low lives trying to do right. You know, hundred bucks a week. You share a room. You get a job. You get drug tested. Like that's it. This was like, you go to IOP, and we get all this money for insurance, and we'll give you a cut of the insurance money that we're getting if you keep going. So like, everyone's getting high. Everyone's getting paid, except for me, who's just the sucker. You know, believing everyone's honest and wanting to stay sober. But like, I'm cool because I'm I've got a roof over my head. So like, whatever. Why rock the boat? And, uh, the dude was like some, he was into some shady shit. Like he had a tiger. He had all these, you he know, had like a Rolls Royce, a Bentley. Like he had a crazy mansion, all these like, are you serious? Escorts. Yeah. But let's just backtrack. He had a fucking baby tiger. Like, that, you know, like on some tiger King ass shit, like a baby tiger that he got when it was like this big, I never met the tiger, but I FaceTimed it a bunch, you know, like fools were FaceTiming oh, yeah. a tiger. Is that rehab still there? No. So what happened was yeah, no. You yeah, know no. what happens to rehabs when baby tigers show up? Well, they no, go no. Away like so circuses. Well, no. The baby tiger was like you know it was there for a long time. You I know, mean, like three months, four months. Quick, quick. They got big because that's what happens with tigers. They grow. You know, they yeah. get big motherfuckers. <laughs> and there's no like you know there's no Joe Exotic posted up at this. No. Place. Just like some fucking. What, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put these people on blast, you know. But this fool like was no Joe, you know. And that's and to say that that he was no Joe Exotic tells you it all, you know. Because like, <laughs> dude, this dude was, you know, whatever. He was just like a like a, you know, like so whatever. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put his fucking business out there. But what ended up happening was, and if people want to like really dig in, they can kind of look find it based on this. Was Logan Paul right? Was it Logan or Jake Paul? One of those fucks. I don't like either one of them. I fucking hate them both. Fuck them, you know? It was one of the Pauls, you know? Whichever one got canceled for doing that whole... They're, they're yeah, all canceled. One, one that did something really fucked up on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. But so he ended up, like, finding out that there was a baby tiger living in the Hollywood Hills at the Sober Living. So then he went over there. 
and made a video on his YouTube channel of him going and hanging out and being like, whoa, there's a baby tiger here and playing with the fucking tiger posted on his YouTube channel, which has like a hundred million fucking people that follow it, you know, and no shit. Somebody's going to see it and be like, what the fuck do you mean? There's a fucking baby tiger in the Hollywood Hills. And they fucking, you know, they do like some reverse engineering, find the spot and they come in and fucking shut that bitch down. All of it. Like the whole thing. Right? Really? It ended with the tiger? Well, you see, is the tiger, the tiger thing, I mean, that's a, that's an endangered animal. It's just some guy in the hills keeping it, you know, totally illegal. That got cracked, cracked down. However, like his, um, I mean, like the shadiness with what they call it body brokering, where they profit off, you know, addicts and injured. Yeah. That dance kept going. They just changed the name of the place and apparently they go through a name change every every so often and it's so like it's it's to the point where like it's so profitable that they even have like a doctor on payroll to like you know diagnose and prescribe and like facilitate its own its own uh, outpatient rehab for these people so they go in do an outpatient rehab perform whatever lip service to check the box of getting more money from insurance like these people are receiving treatment they're seeing seeing a doctor they're being drug tested blase when really you know you're getting a, a script for colonopin to box and here's your money for cigarettes and we're not gonna fault you for smoking weed or drinking a beer you know and if you get to the point where you need detox we'll send you to this detox and you'll give you an extra thousand dollar bonus to come back with us so people are gonna die i mean like if I if I was if I was getting sober and someone offered me an incentive to stay fucked up, it's a no brainer. Like I'm getting yeah. so I mean like you know I believe that there's good in everybody, but I also as someone who's watched a lot of friends fall out from struggling with addiction, I kind of want to just I kind of want to talk some shit on this place. I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use your guys' platform to talk shit. That's the most shit talk I'm gonna say. And yeah. it's coming from me. It's not coming from it's all bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, the whole thing is fucked. You know, the whole thing is like, it's so with insurance, you know, and I'm, and I'm just learning. I've been working in treatment for years and I, and like, to me, it's like, I don't want to fucking know, you know, it's, but it's like, you have an insurance company and it only, you know, like you have in network places, you know, so they'll be like, Oh, like this insurance company will bill so much, you know, they'll pay out 70% of the thing, but you have to be like, dual diagnosis or whatever and be on right. these medications and you know and all this shit and like so what they do is you go to a doctor the psychiatrist or you go to a psychiatrist the psychiatrist goes oh you're fucked up you got this you got bipolar whatever so then they're able to bill for as long as they want and then they can bill for all these services like the urine analysis they can bill for your doctor visits they can build for your your Dude, sessions wait. with the therapist they can build with your you know with your case management they could bill for they bill for everything that they possibly can and the fucked up part is is like there's people that really, you know, like I truly believe, like I come from the school where it's like, I used to think that like, you know, like, man, you get sober in AA on a motherfucker's couch, you know, but with this fentanyl shit with the fucking, you know, with like the meth psychosis and the shit now, like there's people that genuinely need treatment and these fucking assholes are opening places that are just fucking running through insurance companies. They're just juicing them for anything that they can. And what ends up happening is, is then people that actually need to get treatment can't get into treatment or when they want to go into somewhere, then they're being forced to pay fucking out of pocket 10 grand a month or whatever to get into a treatment center that's not fucking Tarzana or American Recovery or whatever fucking, you know, like 
county run fucking place there is. So it fucks it up for everybody just because there's like people like Chris Batham and there's people like, you know, whatever, like, I don't, you know, that's just the one that I know, you know, they just want to fucking, they just don't care about who they're, you know, who they're going to fucking get over on. And the fucked up part is about it is like, I have a list of people that have died in the place that I went through treatment since that place was since I was there, you know? And that, I think last time I checked, it was like 26 people. I've only been sober for five years, you know, 26 fucking people, 26 people, you know, that had families that had fucking children that had, you know, like people that literally just had like, you know, two, like, you know, that just had a new child, like newborn child, like what are, you know, like fucking aren't with us anymore. And it's, and, you know, and I truly believe that it's because of those fucking the body brokers, these people, you know, they'll pay you, you're in treatment and you're doing well. And they'll be like, Oh, Hey Mike, like, Oh, you got a month. Hey, I got a spot that'll pay you fucking, you know, two grand and we'll get you loaded. And then we'll go into the detox. You'll get the two grand and then we'll bring you back here or to another spot. And they give you another grand on the back end and this and that, you know, and they make it sound like if you're an addict or an alcoholic, it's a fucking no brain. Like why, you know, you're going to give, give me drugs. Yeah. You're going to fucking then get me paid to stay at some fucking place where I'm going to get, there's going to be a chef that cooks for me and I'm going to get fucking massages and smoothies and shit. And then you're going to, you know, like, Oh, why wouldn't you do that? You know, it's, it's fucking criminal, man. I, I, I won't say I, 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 I know we got a limited amount of time, but I, I just can't hear you say that. And you, and what you said so eloquently, like, you know, mm. it, this is so true across the entire medical system. Right, the entire healthcare system is fucked just like that, and it's the disconnect between the insurance companies, the health healthcare providers, and the bureaucrats. Right, and it's like it is this impossible. It is such a it is such a fucked process, and that's why we're gonna go single pair anyway. I just uh, I, it makes me insane. It just makes me insane when you hear that, and the notion of like you know how much. Even some of these healthcare pro- providers, the best of them, are out there trying to hustle. That they got to go at it like it's like they got to hustle, like they got to worry about what they got to bill and all that kind of crap. You know what I mean? Like it's not auto mechanics. You know, yeah. it's not like hey, if I if I change your spark plugs as well, I can charge you more. It's not like it's fucking very very fucked system. Yeah, but on the flip side of that. Seth is sitting here, you know. Like, oh, yeah, no, you know, it's your victory story. Like, yeah. like, so many of those victory stories, I think, come, I have to say, like, come a lot from the will of the person who is, like, how much they want to get their, do, make a change. Oh, yeah, of course. They want to make it work for them. Because it's, like, the same thing as treating diabetes or same thing as treating fucking anything. Like, you know, go to the doctor, or high blood, go to the doctor. Like, if you don't do the stuff that you got to do, it's... They can only do so much for you, <laughs> you know, it's the, but anyway. I didn't get sober there either, you know, like I came at yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're sober, like I'm going to stay sober. I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing, you know, whether I'm sleeping in a truck or I'm staying in the hills, like, whatever. Yeah. you know, back in North Carolina, you know, when, when an addict dies, is to say one less. You know, there's mm. no sympathy for addiction or like, it's not a disease. It's, you know, another junkie. And yeah. It's in the bigot belt. Yeah, thank you. But, um, <laughs> um, you know, but like, and like, I, I hated that when I was going through it, you know, because I wanted some help and I wanted someone to like, you know, do that. But like, if I didn't have that, I wonder, I wonder 
know what it what but whatever. Like I got I got sober despite myself, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's that's all AA and I don't I don't know if we don't really keep we just tell like the the fucking gnarly stories. Yeah, funny. let's get to that. Yeah, let's, let's get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucked yeah. up it again. It's uh, no, I don't know, fuckers. Uh, I guess uh, started drinking, started finding booze and fucking pot and shit when I was twelve. Um, probably could have found it sooner. That was just like a good time, but like you know that that was finally like what I needed to chill out. I was a fuck. Like I'm, I, I'm a today, you know, um, for like the people who are listening, who can't, who can't like see me, you know, I'm like a very nice guy. I'm a put together chap. I'm six, seven, I'm 295 pounds. I'm I'm a male model. Yes. He has a monster (laughs) dog. We've been to the spa together. It hangs. <laughs> 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 I never thought I'd see Danny's wiener. We're good friends now. We're close. <laughs> but um, no, like I um, I used to be a mean, depressed. You know, like I'm, I'm really like I'm like five six, but like I was always a short kid. I was a redhead, and I was a blithering psychopath growing up. Just I got kicked out of every school in the county just for fighting, and I knew how to fight because my folks put me in martial arts and like pushed me hard with that, and I. Didn't understand why they pushed me real hard with it, but I was very grateful for it. You know, like mm. junior Olympic athlete, like four times. Uh, my coach for Taekwondo was the Olympic coach. And, you know, oh, shit. Oh. all over the U.S., uh, competed in Korea. Wait, um, now, how tall are you really? I'm seven feet tall. I was being modest. Um, <laughs> God damn it. How tall are you? I'm a little dude. I'm five six. I'm five six. Oh, okay. Hey, listen, man. I'm fucking. What it's do you okay. think? I, what do you think? I'm a six footer. I won't love Santa Claus. I'm six foot around the waist. Oh, but but no, like I I guess I was insecure. You know, like um, like toughness and like a physical toughness of just like not taking any bullshit was yeah. very like instilled instilled in us. You know, like my brothers were kind of the same. We're a bunch of rough kids. You know, my father was a Marine. Uh, mm. I really hope my family doesn't listen to this, but now, like, my mom competed as well. She was a kickboxer. Uh, no way. <laughs> what? Dog, mom would beat the living shit out of me, dog. Like, growing up, like, wasn't a game. Oh, um, yeah, like, it was like, it was like a thing. We were kind of, I mean... Growing up in North Carolina, we were a little bit white trash in that, like, you know, social workers and police frequented our house just because, like, neighbors were concerned, you know, like, yeah, and uh, that type of thing. Yep. But, um, Got it. when, uh, when eighth grade came around when I was like 12 years old, there were no more public schools that would take me. So my mom got extra work and put me into the Catholic school. And, um, there, like, we had to wear uniforms and shit, and, like, we were just laying up, you know, like, it was everywhere, it was like a class of 40 kids, 4-0, and all of them had been at that school since, like, kindergarten, so then the fucking bad boy from public school was coming in and couldn't afford the uniform, so they had, like, a drive, so, like, some days I'm wearing, like, the girl's shirt or whatever, and oh, wild. Yeah, like in North Carolina, like that's not fucking cute at all. But um, 
Uh, yeah, so, like, I really felt like the odd one out. And uh, I kind of, like, found my in with, like, sneaking a beer. You know what I mean? Like, then I'm, like, then I'm cool. And, yeah. Uh, after that, you know, my folks, um, they had to sit down with me and we're like, look, you know, you don't want to go to school. We're not going to make you, like, just stay, like, away from your siblings. You know, like, like I've got two other, I've got three other kids to worry about. You know, like, I've got two sons. I don't need you. You know, like, if you Ooh. think, you know, that we're going to bend for you, like, you got another thing coming. So then I, I was kind of just fucking around, like, kind of having fun. But, like, with booze, it was easy to have fun. And uh, I ended up finishing school. Like, I, I found solace in uh, the Catholic Church. Like, I even tried, like, converting and shit. Because, you know, like, I've been kicked out of every school. And these people are like, hey, we want you. You know, God loves you, this and that. Oh, we'll take anyone. Yeah, it was nice. It was a good feeling. And, um, yeah, I was, like, super active in that until, like, you know, I started drinking the communion wine and smoking weed in the bathroom. And they were like, look, we don't want you to come back. And I was like, oh, well, shit. Um, High school came. And uh, that was cool because I got introduced to drugs. You guys like talking about drugs on this show? (laughs) (laughs) What are those? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, if you never heard about that. um, Wait, real quick. I got to decide. You just reminded me of something. You know the tattooer Mark Mahoney? Yes. We were at Mark's shop. I mean, this must have been 20 years ago. He got me in rehab, right? But we were at the shop and somebody was like, Mark's Catholic, you know? And Mm -hmm. this dude's like, Mark, why are you Catholic? Instead of saying he was raised that way, <laughs> Mark goes, because it's the Cadillac of uh, of religions. <laughs> <laughs> That's true! Sort of. Some yeah. stuff. Wow. So, sorry, go ahead, Seth. Oh, yeah, it's all right. I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't, you know, follow through with it. I'm not confirmed or anything, but... Um, nor am I. Nor am I, huh? Yeah. Never did. Told my Don't folks, know. no thanks. And they were somehow cool about it. I, I don't know how that happened. It makes no sense, but uh, whatever. Never had, never had to take the test. Yeah, yeah. There's a test. You need a sponsor for it. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Um. I uh found high school. Started smoking weed. And I was like a stoner, but still getting shit done. Got a prescription for Adderall, so I got a lot more shit done. Um. Yeah, like I was super active in that. Um, but after my freshman year, my parents just kicked me out. They're like, you know, go somewhere else. Like we got other kids to worry about. I'm one of four kids and like, right. we like shared rooms growing up. It was like, yeah, it's too much stress. And like, I don't blame them. You know, at the time, like I fucking hated my parents. But now like we've got a good relationship and, you know, I understand. I, I don't know what I would have done with me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, what I lived with my girlfriend for the rest of high school. Um, I did like some like pretty good shit. Like you know, like somehow like I was just like selling weed and like w- like whatever like I could get my hands on like really like one piece at a time. It like you know get a five dollar bag, sell it to a kid for a ten dollar bag, then buy a ten dollar bag. You know like chipping it up into like you know something to where it's becoming profitable. And like, still, it's all small gains. Like, yeah, in high school, like some guy like tried to take like a court. Like, and the weed is is terrible. Like, you like this is not 
California weed. This is North Carolina yeah. on fucking shit. And like some kid like tried to fucking yoink like a quarter ounce of that like twenty five dollar weed from my fucking hands out of a fucking car and like drive off and I like jumped in the fucking car after it because that was all I had. And I was like yeah. hanging half in and half out of this fucking car and just like I'm not gonna let go because that's all I had to like get fucking lunch money or whatever. You know, I fucking grabbed the wheel while these fools are like punching me in the face and I fucking turned this shit into somebody's yard and just grabbed the weed and got out. But like I had a bloody nose. It was pretty fucking this is like daylight in the fucking suburb. It was like I could have died over this shit. And but that was like I think it was mostly like I mean, one, like the money, because that was all that I, I had, you know, and ego, you know, I'm not going to let yeah. anything from me, no matter how small. And I don't know, like at 14 years old, first got arrested for possession and paraphernalia. And there's no juvie in North Carolina. Like that doesn't exist. I was trialed as an adult and went to jail. And missed no way. Yep. At 14, 14 fucking years old? old? With the big boys. Like, they were like, oh, Jesus. Uh, and, and, like, look, my parents will, still won't believe me. I didn't have shit on me. Me and my homie had just smoked weed at, like, 9 p.m. on a Friday. We just, like, we just smoked weed out of a little homemade pipe he made. And there's no weed left, but the cops came on it, and they smelled it on us. And I was like, hey, I don't consent to a search. And they were like, get in the fucking car. <laughs> like, yeah. And that was, that was that, um, you know, anytime, like, like the police, like saw me again, like you have, you don't get it expunged from your record until you turn 18. So you still had that. Like I got arrested again at 16, went to jail again. And that was again for possession and paraphernalia of fucking pot, like small amount of pot. That time I did have it on me, but it was a fucking, it sucked. So, like, you know, with with my parents, like, telling me they don't want me anymore and accumulating a small criminal record and having a reputation as kind of a badass in the county, like, I'm believing that that's what I'm destined to be is to just be, like, a jailbird shithead. So, you know, I'm just shaving my head and working out and, you know, just trying to prepare for the life, and I'm not even 18. And uh, what? Um, at 17? I got a letter from the Naval Academy saying that my grades were good, my athletics were good, and they'd like me to come in to do the summer seminar, and that shit was cool, and I went there for like a week in the summer, and I performed really well. Like, I I do good when I have instructions, you know, and I'm, I like doing physical shit, so like, all that running around was fun. I ranked number two out of the 800 cadets that they had there, and uh, they were like, yeah, if you want to come to the Naval Academy, like do this, that, and the third, and wow. you'll be you'll be set. And like, I got home and like got arrested again for pot, and that kind of <laughs> my shot. And yeah, what? That just that shit kind of just continued. Like I was just kind of scraping, scraping by, you know, like sleeping on a couch, trying to make money, working, like trying to you know, tell myself I'm going to go to community college or whatever. Mm. And I think like, I didn't even really, I mean, like in high school, like I started doing drugs, like drug drugs, not like heroin or anything yet, but like we were getting the shit off of um, like Silk Road and like there's other like blogs, mm-hmm. like 
in the dark web. Yep, <laughs> Silk Road. No, no Silk Road. That's where you get that those Chinese pills that got seventy eight names. Yeah, all the fadai quadrabaleskinemadmurderskinin. It's like, oh, great, awesome. And then the feds lock down on it, and they change one little letter at the end of it and reissue it as another thing. Yeah. That's, that's the stuff. <laughs> like, like, it was, oh, man, like I, like, I had, like, a one, like, he's, like, a, he's, like, a, I'm, I can't, I can't talk about my drug use without mentioning this guy. Because he's still in my life, he's, like, a fucking evil guardian angel. He's always with me. He's like this fucking hacker kid that, like, just a genius. A goddamn genius. I've never met someone, like, as such a whiz at computers as him. Like, he would, like, mm. forge, like, stuff to be, like, a chemical lab and order, like, you know, like, mephedrone or, like, all these, like, drugs or, like, pretend, get, get a prescription of, like, these old school things, <laughs> like, by the boatload and just, you know, like, it was nothing. And like, yeah. if I didn't want to skip school with him, he would just like shut down the internet to the school and be like, oh, now you can't take your test. So uh, come outside. And I'm like, ah, all right. Um, I'm not going to say his name because he's actually got like a fucking hacker like thing. Like you guys know, like 4chan and like the chans and like yeah. all kind of yeah. breeding ground for like the fucking extremists for online and like yeah. the, the dark webs fucking waiting room like he shut all yeah, that yeah. down at the age of 12 like shut it down like they got wiped it off the internet and then he put a youtube video up saying this is how i did it and like he's been like fucked with ever since like somehow like they sent like a swat team to his parents house like all this all this wild shit so like he doesn't like having like I think that's, like, the, the craziest fucking flex I've ever heard. Like, I'm not going to use his name or his hacker persona because he doesn't like spreading this shit anymore. He's going to do right. But, like, he'll just show up in my life from time to time. Like, he'll just call me. Wow. Did he ever he never got offered a job, like, working internet security or nothing after doing no, that? Yeah, okay. You know, this, this, this pertains to L.A. and since I've been out here. Like, when I was staying at that shady recovery center, he hits me up and he was like, Seth, you know, my, my wife just broke up with me, like in North Carolina, get married really young, but, um, you know, my wife, my <laughs> wife broke up with me, like, you know, I'm going to lose the house. I just lost my job in, you know, Silicon Valley. He was like making, like, I'm not sure how to describe the function of a cloud, like, you know, like a memory. Yeah. He was making clouds for clouds and he's like one of a grip of people like on the planet that know how to do that. And he had this job in San Francisco. He's, he's younger than me. He's like maybe 25, 26 making big bucks. And like they have, it's the type of place where you don't wear a tie to work, you know, like you do. And he was like bored. He would do the work so quick. And it's like, what else you got? So then he would just start drinking on the job until he got fired. And he just like squanders. <laughs> Eventually, they don't like that. Oh, they don't like it. Yeah, they're like, you no, got here on a Friday, not six every day. Like, but, <laughs> yeah. So like, he fucked that up, and he was like, he was like, it's my birthday. I lost my job. I lost my wife. I haven't seen you in years, Seth. Like, can we just get lunch? And I'm like at this halfway house or sober living, whatever. And he's like, I'm gonna come down and we'll we'll get something to eat. He shows up. 
tweaking, like just wired. Like he hasn't slept in a week. He has like he he has like a shoestring for a belt loop. He has he has like a portable beard trimmer, and he's just shaving himself like everywhere. He's like and getting behind his arm and stuff. And like I'm supposed to be in charge of. All these, you know. Wait, he's got the shaver going at the time. Yeah. There, yeah, like he'll find something new, and he's just gotta, he's gotta shave it. And uh, the fucker. And is he uh, talking to you when he's shaving? Yeah, dude, he's he's like he's out of his gourd. He's like, no, he, no, no. I get out of the gourd, and I and I've been out of my gourd. But yeah. this is a good little nuance, like the shaving. Yeah, just get like, that remote. Keep yeah. it clean. Keep yeah. it tidy. <laughs> I mean, out of the box. Aerodynamic. But, um, the fucker, he... Stay smooth. Yeah, he was, he was, you know, shows up at the place, and I'm supposed to be in charge of these people, and my fucking friend who is visibly high, like, uncomfortably high. Like, you look at him, and you're high. And around all these people, and, like, he's, like, shuffling through his pockets of, like, shit that he's collected on his travels, and he's got a nice little fucking pookie poking out of it, and... I'm just like, dude, I got to get you out of here. So we we're walking to K town. We're going to get some ramen or something. And, you know, we order something. He doesn't eat anything. And I'm just like, you know what? But like, like this was, this has been nice. You know, like I'm glad you're out here, but like, I, you know, I can't do this, you know? And he was like, Seth, come on. It's my birthday. And I was on the fence about telling you all this story, but like this is like some some shenanigans as it relates to Los Angeles, and I feel like a lot of these things are LA central. I never got high in LA, so I but I did I did get a little 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 pinch in LA, so I'll fucking share it. Um, he <laughs> was like Seth, like you know we can't fucking drink together, we can't smoke anything, you know, like like let's let's go double team a prostitute. And I was like, well shit, <laughs> like it's your birthday, you're buying. Oh yeah, and I was like. Uh, my wife killed me. <laughs> so, like, so I was like, oh, "Wait, did you guys get married?" No, I mean, oh, she's my, it's my girlfriend. We live together. Oh, all right, yeah. She can't hear me, yo. Fuck. Yeah, she can't hear me. We're good. So <laughs> no one listens to this podcast. Now. Yeah, no one. Yeah, me, we have like twelve people. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, <laughs> this is just us. Yeah, yeah. this that? is just for us. We like. We're just like looking at the internet because, like, we've never done this before. We're just like, it's like, all right, how, let's see, like, two for one specials or something. I don't know. And uh, he fucking finds a place and he's like, all right, I'm going to Uber us there. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm, I'm, can I, like, use his name just because it's, it's easier for the flow and you guys, like, beep it out? Or I'm the one that beeps it out, right? Right now. <laughs> uh, so, like, we drive, like, and I'm still new to L.A. We get in the Uber, and we go all the way out to, like, it was either Watts or Whittier, but it was far from K-Town, far from where I'm living. And, like, we get to the place, and the fucking dude, or, like, the lady who answers the door, you know, needs to see our IDs because we look sketchy. Right, 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 right. We look sketchy. We do. Strip mall type style? Something like that. I don't know. It was like, it was a building next to, like, it, it looked illicit. It looked like a house of ill repute from the street. Okay. <laughs> yeah. they, they let us in and, like, you know, he's, like, all tweaky and it's his birthday. So I'm like, all right, bud, like, you pick, like, whoever you want, you know. And uh, 
you know, first, like, you know, lady comes in, you know, she's laid and stacked. That's a fact. She's, you know, some Central American woman, you know, she's, she looks good. And I was like, all right, you know, that's a good looking woman. And then like she exits the room, enter, enter some Asian lady wearing a nice dress. And I was like, okay, she's good looking too. And he was like, okay, I want, I want her and you take her. And I was like, okay, cool. Like whatever, like you're paying, it's your birthday. I'm down. So, you know, we go to our separate rooms and, you know, I'm with the, uh, I'm with the, uh, I'm with the Asian woman. I'm like, oh, you know, where are you from? Because <laughs> I don't know how this goes. I'm trying to be polite. And, you know, what, like, I speak a little Korean and she spoke a little Korean. So we had that connection. I'm like, okay, we're friends. And right as action, right as this, you know, lazy massage was about to, it's about to end, you know, a knock on the door. And, you know, the lady who answered, runs the joint was like, hey, your friend wants to uh, switch, switch like ladies. And I'm like, sorry. Okay. Yeah. It's his birthday. It's his call. Like, this is cool. And they switch rooms. And then like the lady comes in, like the Hispanic woman comes in. She's like, I don't know what's wrong with your friend. I'm like, yeah, me neither. Like, he's mad weird. And you guys have to laugh a little bit, please. This is, <laughs> no, this is fascinating. You yeah. It's amazing. Give me some, give me some, some crack, some wise here. Yeah, and there. Right. Fit. yeah uh, no, I just am. Uh, this is, uh, this is, I'm just, I'm just delighted that it took a turn to this way that, cause for a moment I thought you guys were going to double team. That's what I thought. Right. Yeah. Initially. And I was oh, like, oh man. And, and I, and that sent me thinking like, I mean, there is stuff that I would ask for on my birthday, you know, and some <laughs> of the stuff might be outrageous. You know what I mean? A whole ham. Today, we're going to all have a ham. Or like, uh, or like, yeah, let's get prostitutes or whatever. But I don't know how often it would be like, hey, buddy, how about you and I? We, we just, we just make a coffee table out of somebody today. Like, <laughs> like it's not... I don't know. Like, there's so many other things. I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's get 10. I don't let's know, get dude. 10. There's two of us. Let's get 10 or five or, or four, actually, four, because then that third one. But all I'm saying is, I don't, this is good. This turned out much better than I thought. So, as it was going, as yeah. it was going, as it was going, uh, the Hispanic lady came in. She was just like, hey, you know, like your friend, like, he's probably partying a little. Bit. And I'm like, yeah, he's been, you know, he's on that shit. She's like, I used to do back in the day. And I'm like, yeah, you know how it is. Oh, cool. You know, she's like, cool. She was mad cool. And she was throwing it at me, you know, and I was like, she was fucking ready. She was like, no, no fucking massage. Come here, white boy. And uh, we were getting down and motherfucker knocks at the door again. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm mid stroke propped up on the table, you dig. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not stopping at this point. So he opens the door and he's like, <laughs> him. I hope you guys can see on the video. He's just like, he's like, we got we to gotta switch again, man. And I'm like, no, I'm not switching again. <laughs> like, and, you know, he, he acquiesces and um, goes back to his room. And she's like, hey, you know, you got you to gotta hurry up because your friend's going to get you guys kicked out. And I was like, okay, okay. You know, three minutes pass and I'm done. And... Uh, you know, now I hear, I hear the, the head lady in charge knocking at my friend's door as I'm like, you know, like getting my stuff together. And, yeah. uh, and she was like, you need to get your friend. And Good. yeah. And he, he's like, he's not opening the door. 
and like I can hear I can hear him and like the nice um nice green lady yelling inside and I was like I was like don't bleep that out I'm like it's me man you gotta open the door you know like I'm I'm the mediator in all of this yeah 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 yeah, yeah. just smooth and so he opens the door and I felt so bad for Shouty because we were like I felt the connection you know like I was like yeah I felt I was I felt bad for because like she's she did not seem pleased she's just like God is she was like putting his putting his stuff on I'm like get your stuff and get out you know and and she left the room and I was like and he's got a towel wrapped around he's like I didn't even you know finish or whatever and I'm like hey come here hey come here hey I need you to like just put whatever cash you have put it on the table okay and because he didn't have all the fucking money he didn't have the money oh. I put the money down and once he puts it down he starts running out the front and he's not even dressed and I'm coming after him just like you know and like he's just like oh, I'm just running we just it's, it's dark it's late we make it to a fucking a dry a dry cleaner like not dry cleaner what a laundromat a laundromat like a couple of blocks down and he, at this point, my phone is about to die. I don't know Los Angeles. You know, I don't know where I am. I've got like one or two people that I could call. I don't even like know what Uber is. Like, I don't even, I never Ubered until I got out here. And uh, yeah, and I fucking text my friend. I'm like, hey, can you come get me? Or like, can you Uber me or whatever? Like, I'm here. And he's like, you're all the way in. It was either Watts or Woody or some W word. And I was like, yeah, dude, just please just get me out of here. And my friend is still like, he thinks we're being followed. And he's like in the bathroom, like up and away. And I'm like ignoring him at this point. I'm like, you're, you're dead to me, you fucking idiot. Like, I'm just, I'm done. And uh, he's like, there's, a, there's like families, you know, doing their laundry. And we got fucking tweaky ass fuck all the way in the back room. And he's like, he's trying to be discreet and get my attention. He's like, Seth, come here, Seth. I'm just like pretending like I don't know him, even though it's like we're the only two crackers in there. One is wearing a neon yellow hoodie and he's shaving himself on his covered head to toe and tattoos. And like we stick out and and yelling, Seth, yelling my name, my Christian name. Seth, Seth. Boy, and, uh. So an Uber comes, you know, the cab. Oh, good. And, um, you know, we get in and it's an Uber pool. So I get in the back. Friend gets in the front, sitting next to the driver. First thing he says, I got to let you know we're being followed. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. I'm trying to play it off. And I'm like, uh, could you tell I'm a good candidate for Al-Anon? Like I should have just, just cut these people out of my life years ago, you know, but yeah, I, I, I want to give them hope. I want to give them a chance, you know, look, I didn't, I didn't even want to get lunch with this guy today at noon. And now the sun is down. It's late. I don't know where I am or how I'm going to get home. And so the fucker is like, he's like, we need to call somebody. We need to get the authorities. And I was like, you know, I'm like looking at the driver and I'm looking at the gentleman sitting next to me and I'm like, look, my friend's had a little, had a little fun on his birthday. You know, he's just like, uh, you know, and I'm just like, I'm making a joke out of it. I'm trying to make yeah, a yeah. but actually like 
pretty seedy situation, you know? And like, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to make light of it as I'm speaking to you guys about it now, because I'm, I'm pretty embarrassed, but you get, this is a fun story, I guess, mm-hmm. like in retrospect. Um, so, you know, he's like, he's like, we're being followed. Like it's that car, this car, like, you know, paranoid. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of, the, you know, the driver's like, well, what happened? Like, what did you guys do? And I was like, look, we went and got, we got a couple prostitutes. It's his birthday, you know, just like trying to make it funny for him. And, you know, now the guy sitting next to me is laughing and, you know, like they're kind of in on it. And my friend is calling, like, he was like, I need to talk to Interpol or like, <laughs> like international sex trafficking bag going on. And like, he like gets in touch with, he gets in touch with a real live person. And like, I could just hear him saying like he was like i just wanted a massage and she tried to have sex with me and like, <laughs> oh my god shit like that and like eventually we get into koreatown and i don't i just recognize it because of the korean signs and i'm like okay i can figure it out from here and i'm like hey driver man hey can you just pull over and like he pulls over and i get out of the car and he's like he's like seth where are you going i'm like away from you bro and he says he's like well i'm coming with you i'm like no you're not and i fucking like run across traffic like a dangerous man i thought i was in a movie at this point and I like did that twice just to like, I'm running, like I'm like sprinting and he's yelling out at me, Seth, Seth, you can't run from me, Seth. <laughs> 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 and I made it home. I made it home. Oh, dude. And that's, dude, that's, bananas. that's the most shit that's I've amazing. Ever So there you guys go. There's, a, there's an explosive. Just FYI, respect uh, uh, women on this. You show. don't. You didn't yeah. have to leave Koreatown to have that experience. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love the guys who get in the car from K Town and go to shittier to be like, that's where the best ones are. Oh, come on now, that's the, the most handsome gals are out there and and Whittier. Jesus. Yeah. Again. No, <laughs> that's amazing. That's I remember. Amazing. I remember you calling me the day after, maybe that night, and being like, "Oh my god!" Like I just went out to get lunch, you know. Yeah, I'm chasing this lunch. naked motherfucker down the street. Like I clearly remember that phone call, you know. That's amazing. Oh man, did I meet that? I didn't meet him, huh? Oh uh, no, he like, uh, like we've talked on the phone since then because I just, I, I, I still like. I don't know. Like so many of my homies have, are dead. They're all yeah. dead. And I just don't like, yeah, like we get into some shit, but like, I don't want, you know, to like not answer the phone if he calls, you know what I mean? I'm still, I still want to help the, help the dude. I'm never getting lunch with him, but like, <laughs> yeah, especially like, not in Whittier. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. He's back East. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. Me and that fucker were getting so much trouble when we were kids. Like, just like, cause you would order like, you know, when you can rig all the documentation to be a chemist online, and you're experimenting on these uh, research chemicals, you can get a quarter ounce of mephedrone for you know twenty five dollars. Wow. Bust that down. You get you sell that for twenty dollars a point. You know. Yeah. So in high school, what is mephedrone? Mephedrone is like, um, just MDMA, just like a. Tweet. Oh, okay. 
you know, it's ecstasy. And like, you know, we would just like get whatever was on special from these laboratories and, you know, have the grand scheme of, of selling it to, you know, whatever, get out of my girlfriend's parents' house when we would end up fucking doing it until your, you know, knees turn blue and shit. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. but, um, it was a, it was a good time. Uh, I think that, I think that, uh, the drug use, I mean, like, I've, I really, I found the ticket with, like, selling drugs, which is, like, I really just wanted money, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was, you know, doing, I was doing that, and, like, I guess, like, you, st- you know, monkey can't really sell bananas, so I'm, right. I'm doing them a little bit, but I'm still profiting, like, at, like, 18, 19 years old, I'm making, like, a thousand bucks a week and being used as much drugs as I want, and... yeah. You know, in like 2010 in North Carolina, minimum wage is seven dollars twenty-five cents. So I'm fucking, I'm living. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, I like, you know, it came fucking crashing down when you know, like, I was selling heroin, and like, you know, I think like I was, I was like up, you know, tweaking on some fucking coke or some other uppers. I'm like, I just, you know, I feel a little sick. I think I just need to do like a little bit. Like I see people do this every day. Like I can take a little bit and I can go to sleep. And mm. then I took like the smallest amount to go to sleep. And then the next day I'm like, yeah, I still feel a little under the weather. Like maybe I should just finish this bag. And a week later, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> just like, Blink. yeah, I'm like, yeah, this is, this works. And, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, and I got arrested, like, big time arrested, and, like, I was staying at this guy's house who was just letting me sell drugs out of it. It was, you know, a fucking, it was a fucking mess, you know, one of those 24-hour party situations, and uh, we got raided by the fucking FDA. Is that it? The FDA? Fucking? DEA. The DEA. The FDA? What the fuck? The Food and Drug Administration? <laughs> <laughs> we got to check uh, on your produce, sir. Yeah, on <laughs> some fucking get open up that crisper. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got you know, and it was like you know, I I knew it in my gut that we were gonna get raided. Like I had like my backpack where like everything, all the things were like portioned out. But like I you know had like receipts and like th- anything with my name on it, anything that could be tied to me. Like I just I got rid of that day, and it just didn't feel right. And um. You know, late late night, I heard a fucking thud at the door, and it was a fucking battering ram. And like, I just, I just knew, like, I was struck sober, and I, you know, fucking ran downstairs, tried to get out the back door, and they were already in the back door. I had a fucking shotgun at my face, and they were coming down the stairs, told me get on the ground, you know, fucking food on my back, and you know, everyone fucking squealed. Everyone. Oh my God. <laughs> You're fucking dope, Seth. Blah. I'm like, oh, I hate you. And <laughs> whatever. Um, so I went to jail. I went to jail and the guy whose house it was, he went to jail. And, you know, they were like, you know, like all of your youth record. I was, I was 20 years old. All my like, uh, youth record shit had been expunged but you can still see it on the record it's just no longer a conviction so it's right. fucking but, uh, yeah it looked hairy and you know I called my parents 
and they were, you know, now they they were concerned. You know, like a lot of shit had happened before then. You know, I got like I got in a knife fight. I got hepatitis. Like I, you know, like a lot of shit happened before the age of twenty. And um, I don't know. I don't know what you guys want to hear. Do you want to hear about getting sober? Do you want to hear the? I'm gonna say I want to hear one thing. I have a question. And got, uh, about my tattoos, I won't answer it. If it's what? I said, if it's about my tattoos, I won't answer it. No, it's not. Uh, so listen, I have a quick question about your tattoos. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, when you were, you said you went to jail for the first time when you were 14, right? And that in South Carolina? North. North, North Carolina. Sorry, brother. <laughs> North Carolina. Uh Listen, I'm doing the very best I'm I can. Playing, I'm playing with you, dude. I'm playing, I'm playing. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And uh, <laughs> uh, no, North Carolina. Uh, you go. You go into jail. What's that experience like? And and like, it, it, you know, to do whatever degree you're comfortable talking about it. What like? How does that fucking work, man? Like that's. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of like. I you're 14 and you go in with grown fucking men. Does that mean like you're 14 and you're sitting next to somebody who's like, a, you know, like, uh, you know, assault with a deadly weapon kind of a guy, 32, like 40 years old? What is that? Yeah. And we were like, you know, the whole, I mean, at 14, like, you know, I, tr- I tried my best to put my tough face on, but I was mm. terrified. You know, I was so scared. They had, you know, just like people like, we're fucking bloody people. We're talking to themselves, you know, like uh, North Carolina jail is different than, than California jail. I've, I've learned this from like listening to your guys' stories and other people's experiences. Like no one, you don't get separated by gang affiliations or race or anything like that. Everyone's in there together. And, uh, um, that's like, a fucking mistake. No, it was great. I mean, like, because I mean, no one, you're not assigning teams. Like everyone's just kind of like accepting that, okay, this is going to suck, but then it's going to be over. Mm-hmm. But I guess I, I never did a, a prison sentence either, so I can't speak on that experience. But um, when I was, you know, there, like, I guess it was more like a, you know, it just sucked. Like, I, there were other kids there, which made me feel better, you know, like other guys that, like, I knew after, like, my second or third time going, like, you know, kind of familiar with the with the ropes and shit. But... Yeah, I was just so fucking scared, man. Like, I just didn't talk to anybody. Um, I would opt for the, the turtle suit, like, the suicide isolation, just because I figured if I'm by myself, like, you know, like, none of that. But, like, the guards, the guards just try to fuck with you more. It's kind of like a scared straight situation. But there's oh, all okay. signs, like, saying, like, no persons under the age of 18 are to be housed. And I'm like, what about these signs? You know, and they're like, read the fine print, you know, and... <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. Dude. Read the fine print. Like I fucking live in the fine print, man. You're like I'm Seth 14. I don't even know how to fucking read yet. I'm from North Carolina. They don't teach us that shit. They how to shoot guns and drink. <laughs> hey, Seth, have you ever seen a ghost? Ooh, yeah. Oh, dude. Okay, I was ready for this question, but um, <laughs> you guys, when I got sober. And mm. got a halfway house. There's mm. like, there's not a. There are three rehabs in the state of North Carolina. This has probably changed by now. This is you know back in 2012. But like, um, I went to the one on the beach, and you know like, 
it was like a week after a guy blew his head off in one of the rooms. Like it was, it was a grim, like somber situation. Most of the guys are expecting to go back to jail or to, you know, piece together a normal life. And when I showed up, I was in like the beginner house, the phase one house. And, you know, the guys were like, you know, Hey, like we, we're like trying to take these steps serious. You know, like if you're not about it, you can just get the fuck out. And, uh, I was like new. I'm like, Hey, yeah. Like steps. Great. Yeah. Hey, hey. And they were like, okay. Like we, we all did our, our first steps together. You know, we like whenever our, our drinking and using history, like if you'd like to do that, you know, like we'll receive it. And I was like, okay. And like, I told him that. And then like over like, you know, the first week, like we'd hear like cello music at night and shit. And it was eerie, but kind of peaceful, but mm. it, like a thing we just hear cello music where um and i'm I'm in the guy's room the guy who blew his fucking head room and uh it's fucking nerve-wracking you know like i don't know if i want to stay sober i don't know if i want to fucking live either you know and the guys you know that like invite me into the living room one day and like hey we found this fucking ouija board like on the computer uh, we're going to tweak with it. And I was like, okay, cool. And it was just like, it was just like a wet, a website. And they were like, okay, it like, it's like a very minimal website. It looked just like Google, like, you know, search engine. It's like, ask the, ask the ghost a question. And, um, you can ask, you know, the guy who's like, okay, um, how many people are in the room? And it was like nine. And I was like, whoop do you fucking do? Like, it's got, it's got the numbers one through 10 and it just guessed nine. And it was like, what color is the candle? And it was like purple. And I'm like, Oh, what do you fucking do? Like it's got Roy G. Bibb. It just picked the right color. It's like, what are the guys' names? And it was like, Seth, Adam, Mike, like all of us in a row. And I was like, now it's freaky. Um, <laughs> I was like looking at the computer, like maybe it's got a camera or a microphone that like, that they, you know, it's got someone watching this or something. And yeah, but what, you guys aren't standing around going, hey, Brad. I got to run. Hey, Seth, uh, I love you. I got to run. Buddy. All right, guys. Yeah. Bye, Danny. Later. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. This yeah, is crazy. Very scary. And, uh, you know, then they were just like, okay, like, if you're real, show yeah. yourself. And I shit you not, a fucking thud came on the came on the roof of the of the fucking house and like a bunch of grown men like convicts are like, like we're all we're all freaking out and like i was i was seriously shook you know my 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 universe has been flipped upside down because i don't believe in this voodoo and um you know they're like who are you and i'm like it's and I'm like, oh, this isn't fucking funny. Like, this is uh, fuck. like, this is, you know, the guy who just fucking died in my room. He's like, I want Seth. And I was like, <laughs> not like, you know, he's like, what prompted him to say that? You guys didn't even ask a question. And it just said, I want Seth. And I was like, why? You know, like, ask it why? Ask it why? And like, um, he said something like something like that back in the day, like I had banged like his daughter or something and, you know, didn't call her or some type of offense to make his spirit angry at me. And he was like, Seth will die of a drug overdose in X days. 
and no way said that and i was like like i called my sponsor it was late like i was so scared i didn't sleep like another guy like stayed up with me just because i was so fucking shook and you know it's like i just like gotta make it to the meeting tomorrow you know it's gotta make it to the meeting be okay and then like when i went to the fucking meeting like i talked to some of the some of the guys who had like graduated the program, they're like, Oh, they hit you with the, with the, with the, with the, with the thing online. And I'm like, ah, like it was a prank. They had all were in on it. They got the neighbor. No way. (laughs) They used the details of my first step and like my story to make it so personal to me. And they acted it out. Like everyone was in on it to fuck with the new guy. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. That is, Amazing! Dude. Like, like game shit. Yeah. Oh wow! Dude, I, I was so upset. Dude. But that—that's it. Like at that in that moment, ghosts were real, and then yeah. you know, beyond yeah. that, I haven't had a, a experience with a phantom. It's it's also such a brilliant prank because like, what are you gonna do? You're of course gonna go directly to the place where the people that you know are, and you're gonna start asking like, "Hey, I had this crazy fucking experience. Like, what about that? That's really uh, that's that's a good that's deep cut. That's some David Blaine shit." like whatever that's like i there used to be that one you know where you would call i remember there was one that i knew friends from manhattan we'd call willie the whiz you'd call and the person you'd call would have would know you know and 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 you'd say codes of things like you would have you know you'd have to like set the rules of it ahead of time and i had a handful of friends but a couple of them were in new york and i'd call this dude i knew whatever, it doesn't matter his name, Liam. And, uh, and I'd be like, hey, do you know, and he'd turn me on to it. And, and he would call me sometimes and be like, hey, is Willie there? And as soon as you hear is Willie there, you're like, okay, I know the gag's on. So then they say to you, like, they'll say, like, what are you da-da-da-da? And you answer and you're like, ace of spades, jack of dime, you know, whatever the fuck. I forget how the hell you fucking do it. But you know this thing and you like you you say these codes and stuff like that. You answer these questions so that they can prove something true to a room full of people who are like, how do you know that? How do you know this? How does how does this person know all these weird things? And it's just it's scared the living shit out of me the first time it happened. And then I, I learned how to do it. I can't remember it now. It's 30 years ago, but, you know, whatever. That's crazy. Yeah, Willie the Wiz. Willie the Wiz. Is Willie there? It's like, oh, fuck. Uh, and sometimes you'd be, be a drag because fools would do it. And you'd be just like, dude, it's fucking like midnight, bro. Like, I can't. I know you guys are all high, but I can't fucking do Willie the Wiz right now with you. But all right, let's do it. Yep. Yeah. Mike, have you ever seen a ghost? Me? Yeah. Mike. No, the other Mike. Um. I haven't, and I don't want to, um, just putting that out there. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, okay. that's that. I, I, yeah, no, no, but you know, I listen to my ghost stories, uh, you know, every, you know, every night I listen to usually at least four or five times a week. I'll listen to Jim Harold's ghost stories. Here's a shout out, Jim Harold. I doubt you're listening to IAB, but if you are, 
I fucking love the shit out of you, man. You helped me out through so many, so, so many, whenever I'm stressed out, I listen to these ghost stories. They're awesome. Um, and yeah, last night was uh, a particularly good batch, but, uh, but yeah, that's about it. It's weird. I find them very soothing. I, I had a, like, I, I've never seen a ghost, but I, we, in, I think I've talked about this before, but in the, I don't know what, like late eighties at this heavy metal dude's house, we were fucking with that Ouija board, you know? Mm. one in person and you know everybody's like smoking weed and we're fucking with that thing and uh dude like i you know have you ever messed with one seth no they terrify me i'm gonna be yeah you shouldn't mess with them but i'm telling you first no you know no you know a few of you have your fingers on it right yeah and you know there's always somebody who's like you're moving it but i'm telling you you can you can tell that the other dude's not moving it you know what i mean you can tell. I have fucked around. Okay, I take that back. I fucked around with one once. I can't remember when it was. It must have been in either college or high school, probably college. And I don't remember what the fuck we were doing. But thankfully, everybody was like probably too fucked and too distracted to like, you know what I mean, to really do it. Like it was kind of party. But like, I do remember the sensation of having my fingers on one of those fucking discs and it was the classic old school Milton Bradley one with the with the with the magnifying center eye you know like straight yeah. up that old box the M and B that you'd get from the Toys R Us or whatever you got your toys and 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 I do remember the sensation now that you said it of 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 that thing moving I was like well I'm not fucking with it now is someone else maybe I don't know I have no idea but I remember feeling in my fingers being like, well, I'm not doing it and being like, is anybody else doing it? And of course everybody says, no, I don't know what they're doing, but I remember being scared. I was like, Ooh, we fucked with it. We fucked with it for like a few nights. Ooh. But like the thing that was weird is Jimmy, whose friend, whose house was Jimmy was like 17, but he had a little sister who was like three. And mm. we had, you know, Jimmy's mom worked nights. So we'd be over there party and then we'd leave at like nine. Cause she'd come home at 10. It's like a apparently, song, by the way, right there. Jimmy's mom worked nights. But Jimmy's um, Jimmy's little sister apparently was screaming, pointing at the top of the stairs. I want it, and there was nothing there. I want it, you know. I I feel like you guys talked about that on a previous episode. Yeah. Oh, maybe. So spooky. It's weird. Um, how about another drug story from you, Seth? The drugs. Um. Trying to think of a good one, like something that, something where I don't know, got embarrassed. I don't know, like I used to do a lot of drugs, brother. Uh, there was a time where like I was going to like fucking music festivals. I kind of had like, you know, when you when you get drugs and like you you know like I'm chilling out, like I'm not like trying to be a hard ass. I'm just trying to get high and enjoy life. Um. Like, cause I got in a, I got in a real bad, I got in a real bad fight. Like I got my head smashed with a baseball bat and like, mm. fucking stabbed this fool. And like, after that, I'm like, I, I'm good. I'm good. But I'm going to save what, what face I have left to be, to be a pretty boy. But, um, after that, you know, I'm just like, going to hang out with these hippies and shit. Cause they like to party the way I like to party. And we went to like this festival out in like the border of North and North Carolina and Tennessee out in these like mountains and stuff is very beautiful and like 
you know, for the long car ride, I took some fucking like pain pills to like really, you know, be asleep through it. And then when we had arrived, he was like, my friend was like, Set, you're not going to sleep through the whole festival. Like, wake up. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And I had a, had a bag full of, full of Molly, as, as the youth calls it fucking uh mdma like crystals there's like a bunch of like pink shards there's probably a little bit of meth there but um <laughs> but uh <laughs> i was like i was like i'm just gonna eat it till i feel it yeah like a real like a real fucking idiot you know not just take a dose wait for it to kick in you know i'm just gonna just gonna go so i literally went at it with a plastic spoon just a an ounce sack of the shit and I got a, I got a fucking quarter ounce in me. I'm just chewing these, these shards of look like little pieces of rose quartz, and I'm yeah. disgusting. And like, you know, sipping water, and I feel it, Jack. Like I'm up, and I'm fucking dancing. <laughs> like never danced before. Like, oh hey, like they had one stage that was like fucking jam bands and like some rock music, and they had another stage with like fucking DJ like playing electronic music, and I was just over there. And like just sweating, just working a sweat. <laughs> a fucking it, like it's like it's like the fall time up in the mountains, and it's like, <laughs> and I'm just like you know. Oh, that sweat! I know that sweat is the worst. I sweat like a sow, and it's awful. Just drug sweat. Oof, cold, but like I'm getting down to my skivvies, and like. I didn't even realize it. The sun was coming up, and I'm the only one there. Like, no way. <laughs> oh, and like, here I am, just in my fucking underwear. Paint a picture. I, at this point, I'm not seven feet tall, two ninety. I am like five, six, like one twenty-five, and just <laughs> and like being a fucking mess. And like, the DJ comes over and he's like, "Hey, man, you really kept it up all night." And I just it hit me that. I danced all fucking night. And wow. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And like, of course, like people like you make a lot of friends when you dance emphatically. And yeah. Someone like put some acid in my mouth and I couldn't tell if it was the come down from all the fucking ecstasy or if I was just having a really bad acid trip. But the rest of the weekend was a bad time. And yeah, like. I was just, I was getting into some shenanigans, man. It was trouble. They, they, they like, my friends were like, dude, you got to go to the hospital. You look like shit. And what I, kind of shenanigans were you getting into? You know, like, what well, you know, I was like, ah, oh, damn. Like, at this point, like, you know, in, in the using days, I never had any tattoos that you could see visibly. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, that was my thing was like, I wanted to look, you know, discreet khaki camouflage and yep. uh, but then when i took my shirt off you could see all the fucking tattoos and you know you look look some type of way so this hippie chick thought i was like you know some kind of like rough like rough young stud type when she has no idea i just sweated down in my skivvies last night and like she like, <laughs> wanted, to, like wanted to get free and i was like i don't know she like it was like you're intense and shit, and you're around other people, and it's just like all my fucking friends could hear me banging, banging her out. And she like he said some wild shit, Jack. She was like, she was like, no, I can't use this foul language. This is a, this is a family show, but it's a family show. She was like, fuck me like you were raised in the streets. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> I was 
spam, I just spam it. That's like, and I want that on my epitaph because that was the wildest shit I've heard in my life. Just that's amazing. I, God. I, you know, we uh, fucked up, but I could tell she meant it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me like you were raised in the street. Raised in the uh. Like all my friends, I good money to hear somebody say that in the weird little hippie commune. Everyone could hear us, you know, and like so that was the talk of talk of the town. That was what was happening. Yeah, you know, and so like my friend would be like, "Hey, you're fucking raised in the streets, buddy." And oh my god, yeah, that was that was. He said, "Yes, sir." What's what was the most painful tattoo you've got? The throat. The throat, man. That was yeah, I bet it uh, is, huh? Yeah, that one was like the guy who did it was on some tough guy shit and like turned the machine up to twelve and like dry wiped it, no breaks, like made it painful, and it came out awful. It was like sitting, yeah, it was just like blue fucking smears and like but a horrible scab. I couldn't turn my head for weeks. Like I got it touched. Are you serious? But yeah, dead ass. And like the guy, that guy is he's a fucking psycho. Like, but like he was my favorite rapper and my favorite tattooer. And yeah, it came out. Looks good from here. I won't say his name because he has since been canceled for good reason. And I, oh, yeah, sure. but um, but yeah, you know, it's like I don't know. This guy was like a murderer. Like he did like nine years and then came out and was like tattooing and rapping. I'm like that's cool and did you get it in north carolina or here i actually went from north carolina to arizona to get it oh this guy he's like he's he was a pretty famous tattooer and like he he did the he did the tattoo on my forehead as well Um, that didn't hurt that bad i bet huh no it's not as bad you know you just you can't zone out because somebody's hands are all over your face you know yeah but it was it was over and done pretty quick. The neck took like five hours. That little one did? No, no, the neck took five hours. Oh, oh, right. I don't know, half an hour or something. But nice. Can I, may I ask what I can't see shit? May I ask what it is actually physically? It is a gauntlet holding an axe. Yeah. Copy that. Huh. Are you Irish? I'm half Irish, half Spanish. Yeah. Are you Northern Irish? Southern Irish, sir. Okay, good. But I was just curious about, okay, because I was kidding. Not the red hand of Ulster on its forehead or what's going on. It's like one of those. I'm, I think it came from one of those. Like, full yeah. disclosure, I have no fucking idea, dude. Like, <laughs> I, like, I like yeah. it. I don't know. I, that's the kind of shit that I would, uh, uh, I mean, you know, listen, I, I, I make a little side living as Santa Claus, so I can't really put one right on the mug, you know? Uh, that would be interesting. Just like, ah, uh, Tyson Claw. I don't, I mean, I'm old enough to be your dad, Seth, but I'm like, you know, like I've, I've been for, you know, shit, I guess I started getting tattooed about 32 years ago. Mm. And, but I, you know, this is like when I was like really fucked up on drugs and shit. And I, to this day, people would be like, what do those tattoos mean? I'm like, they mean I like methamphetamine. You know what I mean? Like, that's all they mean. Mm-hmm. I, there's no method to them or anything. They're just all muddy. You know what I mean? It's just like, what, what's going to fit here? There's a lot of that kind of shit. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like, and, um, you know, I, I got my first tattoo when I was 14 after I got out of jail. That was something. That was oh, stupid. really? 
Yeah. Which one? I got a fucking shamrock on my chest with my with my family's. Oh, I'm bleeping that out with my with my you know family's last name on that, and then I got a clado on this side, and then I got a fucking Old Testament verse across my chest, and all when you were under eighteen. Yeah, I mean, just like scratchers, like in basements. And oh, gotcha. Yeah. The only tattoo that's ever made me really want to get a tattoo, really want to, was my grandfather's. He had a he had like a little one of those old. The ink was that green, very green ink, and it was super muddy. And it was um, like a little soldier boy, you know, like a World War II soldier guy, little kid. Oh yeah, those little like you know soldier kids. And I was like, uh, I was like, that's dope. And he would never show it i'd be like gramps roll your sleeves up it's hot like it's hot like it could be fucking 92 degrees in like a new england summer you know what i mean just sweating balls and he'd keep his white shirt just down there right below the cuff never would show his tats ever all those all those old tattoos turn green but like the one like seth the ones that seth has that the modern ink it stays black you know that's good to know I mean, you should be putting sunblock on them. I'm sure you are, but... I hate the sun. I'm over the sun. I don't know why. Huh? I said I hate the sun. I, hate the sun. I do, too. <laughs> I I feel like I can do, like, maybe, like, four or five more years in California, but then I yeah. go somewhere cold. Hey, what about PCP? You ever try it? No, man. Like, I never, never, like, it was around, but I was never... Never been dusted. No one ever tried to give you the because that happened. That's like most people's experience with PCP, as it was mine. PCP which is tries you. Huh? It's, it's, you don't try PCP. PCP tries you. Yeah, it tried me. It tried me, and it fucking fucked me up. Um, yeah. yeah, it never, it never got to me. I've been, I don't know. I took like a lot of fucking like, I guess unorthodox drugs like the first drug that i did besides like weed and alcohol was mescaline mm. I'm, Ooh, I'm never have done that oh it's a it's a it's a good one like <laughs> the same, tell us about it same, yeah same character who was you know kind of just playing mad scientist computer geek he got it and i who you know i never had any money or anything was the guinea pig and so I was like, okay, drugs, I'll take them. And I took it and nothing happened, you know, like, um, and he started quoting that fucking, uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas movie. He's like the first hour, like nothing happens. The second hour you're, you're burning, you're like the creep who burned you. And then the third hour zang. And yeah, like after I had left my buddy's house and went home, I was on MySpace, like on the family computer and like all of a sudden zang like the fucking walls were moving and like i walked into the living room where my you know entire family is like watching a movie and i'm like i'm going to bed <laughs> like, just <laughs> like like that was something and uh i went upstairs and like i was freaking out like i mean it was like it's a it was like a very immersive acid trip but like it never got like to that, to the to the peaks of excitement, I feel like you got with other psychedelics. You kind of felt like safer. And I read Animal Farm cover to cover. And uh, oh, really? Yeah, that was that was some 
Because, like, I, I was, you know, there was no computer, like, there's no, you know, we didn't have a smartphone or anything back then. It was, like, I, I had books, and uh, I just read Animal Farm, and uh, it was cool. Uh, did you know Animal Farm was released the same day they dropped the atomic bomb? Yeah. No way. Yeah, that was in the this yeah I, I didn't know that until i took mescaline and um uh i read i read it and then i like i had a moment with myself in the mirror i'm like oh man i'm a pig <laughs> like, i like really took it to heart and like you know just it was like your first psychedelic my first psychedelic experience you know like kind of crump coming up you know like rigid military upbringing and all of a sudden i'm reading this uh you know like left like stuff yeah. and exposed. Dude, I love that. That's such yeah. a good. Like, and was that your first Orwell? Did yeah. you go? Did you read 1984? I didn't. I didn't. I think I read the Cliff Notes later. I on. think you. I think if you if you liked Animal Farm, you dig it. It's uh, yeah. It's a good one. It's. A, I mean, it's a, you know, it's not yeah. a. It's a. It's a real fun book. No, it's not a good. It's it, it, it's a. It's a kick in the. It's a kick in the groin. But it is amazing. Yeah. Um, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep at all. I like. It, it stayed up all night. Full. Full energy. Like. Wow. And uh, I uh, wrote like a long fucking letter because I thought I I thought I was going to be stuck like this. I thought I was going to be you know tripping forever. And I, like wrote a long letter to my parents, just like hey. You know, like I'm gone. Like I took some drugs, and now I'm high forever. And you'll probably have to take care of me. I don't know if I can go to school anymore. And like, you know, I like left it on the table because my mom was like oh, knocking, knocking, like, "Hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta get ready for school." And I like, you know, fucking like was showering. And I like, like had a very like I was still tripping. Like the mescaline lasts like twelve or fourteen fucking hours. Like you're in it. And I went to school, and we watched Glory, that Civil War movie, first period. Yeah. <sighs> it's intense. Like ah, Denzel Washington was a fine soldier, and he got whipped. And like I was just really into the fucking movie. And like my friends could tell that my pupils were as big as saucers. I was just high. And I went to my next period was World History, and the teacher looked at me and she was like, she was like. You want to go home. You look sick. And I'm like, I am feel fine. And <laughs> she was like, no, Seth, you look sick. You should probably go home and let me go home. I left school and that was my first uh, psychedelic experience. I liked it. And then, yeah. Then I did, your parent, did, they, did your family ever find the note? No one ever and like I got home when I was clear headed and I destroyed that fucking note, just crumpled it up. Yeah. That was that was a trip. Literally. <laughs> yeah. I did some other drugs along the lines. Yeah. I don't know, like I felt like I felt like I was really I really like really liked uh benzos and colonopin and shit. Like I felt like you know, Oh really? It takes the edge off of doing doing coke, you know. So you I know that's a, see that you guys are all so young, man. It, that shit's after my time, like doing the coke with the benzos, you know. Yeah, it's stupid because like one like gets rid of the other, so you're just taking more and more drugs. When if you just stuck to one, you'd get, you would achieve an effect. But that, I think that's also how people 
fucking overdose. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I down. I want to get up again and get two up. I'll go down. But yeah, um, Luke and Benzos, Valium. Yeah, those those are good. Um, mm. But yeah, on the nineteenth will be will be eight years, eight years sober. Nice, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that, dude. You know what's so funny, Seth, is like, you know, cause I don't know you well, but, you know, I've seen you, and I'm literally, Mike, I swear, the funniest thing is I would never picture Seth being violent because he's always smiling and such a nice fucking dude. Yeah. I literally, it kind of baffled me. I was like, like, you started, you're like, I did cry. I'm like, wait, what? Like, I, I would have, if somebody would have asked me, I'd have been like, that guy's never been arrested. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucks. Thank you. Like, that's like, that was like the big thing. And it still is if I'm, if I'm real with you, like, you know, like my first spot, like I got sober and I was still getting into fights, you know? And my first, oh, really? yeah, like I was still getting into, getting into fucking trouble and my sponsor. And after like, like I got, I got in a lot of fights, like did some damage and like, I've had like 14 broken bones uh, like double digit concussions, and like I basically had to walk my senior year of high school because I got hit in the head so fucking bad that like I just, you know, they were like, "Look, just keep showing up, and we'll let you pass." And are like, you serious? Dead ass. Like I forgot Latin, so they were like, "Look, if you wear a toga, we'll give you extra credit." So I like wore a toga every day, and I was like still smoking. <laughs> the kid that showed up in a fucking toga. I swear to God, it ass. It was because it was from wrestling. Like I went for a shot, and the guy like had like moved in such a way that he just kneed me right in the fucking eye, and it con- gave me a bad concussion. And yeah. after that, they were like, "Look, just like do the drills, but don't actively wrestle. Keep showing up at school." And I. Uh, That's why you were violent. Wrestlers are violent. We are, like, even after that, like, like. And before that, like, I got in, like, some kind of fucking shit with a friend. It was my birthday. I was turning 18. I was turning 18 years old. I pulled up to my friend's house because they were going to, you know, we are going to party or whatever, when really they had intentions to rob me. And once I put the e-brake on my car, they were just hitting my car with bats. And I got out of the car, and I had a little fucking pocket knife. And the dude swung on me, and I blocked it, like... You know, I, was, I was high and drunk, you know, I'm like 10 feet tall and I'm fucking bulletproof. I'm going to eat you two motherfuckers. And he swung at me and I blocked it. Ding! Like completely broke the ball and socket of my left elbow. Ooh, and fuck. yeah, like I grabbed his arm, you know, got him right in the belly with that fucking pocket knife. And the other dude swung from behind me. Ding! Right in my fucking, right in my fucking head, dude. And I just, like, that loud ding, like, you just, like, fired a weapon without earmuffs, like, that, like, that rings in my ear from that aluminum bat, and, you know, I still didn't go down, I think it was the combination of drugs or adrenaline, and, you know, one dude was, was hurt, he was hurt bad, he was sitting this out while the other guy was swinging at me with a fucking bat, like, he was gonna chop me down, and I'm fucking, and, like, but he got me in the ribs real hard, and I was, like, Stop! Just stop! Just stop! You know, like, cause I was like, we're gonna, we're gonna kill each other, you know. And yeah. I was like, why are we even fighting? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm gonna go. And it was like this weird standoff of, are they gonna let me get in my car, 
or, you know, are they going to swing at me if I'm too close to them? You know what I mean? And like, I got, I got in the car and like, you know, he had flanked the car and was hitting it with the bat still. And I tried, you know, like I was in so much pain, like I couldn't fucking move my left arm. It was just flopped. And I, it was a stick shift. Your head cracked open? Not like my fucking, at the time, the white of my eye was red. And the fucking, this part of my face is sunk in. Like I'm no longer this beautiful, this beautiful model had his face sunken in on the side. And like, I need, it's like got this weird bone, but the doctors were like, we're going to have to re-break your face. So that way you can keep your eye. And like, it was. They did you you Monty Clift. What's Monty? Show show them the right profile. It's, uh, it's what happened to Monty Clift. He, uh, Montgomery Clift was right, like was like the Tom Cruise of of, of his time in the you know forties fifties, and he uh, was a wicked drunk, and he got into a terrible accident leaving Elizabeth Taylor's house one night. He was gay, and uh, but he had done all this stuff like from here to eternity, and and uh, and you know all these movies where he was this superstar leading man and uh and he smashed his face up and uh they say liz taylor actually had held him in her arms while all the paparazzi were there to take pictures of him at the accident and said if you take pictures of him right now i'll never take another picture for you again and so that's the only reason why there were like no pictures at the scene of the accident oh really yeah and then the clash wrote a song called the right profile because uh, it's uh, uh, it's uh, that when he worked, he would his with his right side. He went to do a show, a movie afterward. I forget what it was. I don't, not Nuremberg, maybe I can't remember. But he went and he would. He, he, they would say shoot him on the right side because his right side was better, and the left side was all fucked up. Just a fucking horrible tragedy of Hollywood. I ended up getting a pocket knife tattooed on that side of my face. Pocket knife, yeah, nice. So, because that was when, like, I mean, this is like a small town in North Carolina. This whole thing was in the news. Like, yeah, like names, a lot of it. And so I had already been known, like, our family was, like, in the paper for, you know, because, like, small town North Carolina, oh, these guys, you know, trained with the Olympic team. They're, you know, like, doing things and then also this one guy is in and out of jail and then here he is assault with a deadly weapon (laughs) I was just so fucking like people thought I was crazy and I wanted to prove them right you know what I mean so you know get a fucking knife tattooed on my face uh, did you have the face tattoos when you were living there yes yes I had the I had both of these yeah but I bet you were probably the only person back then right Absolutely, dude. Like, it is like like arm arm tattoos are like becoming okay. Like, you don't yeah. really see like a lot of you know. It's not LA. LA, but like having tattoos on your face. Like, people didn't want me coming into their stores. Like, people didn't want to talk to me. It was like I kind of like you know became a recluse after I did it, and like was just focusing on my my music and like, my art and shit. But, I don't know. Like I, I was so after that. At, you know, flat, flashback to you know my 18th birthday. Um, 
like I made it to a buddy's house who like gave me a beer and like some pain pills and I was like slowly passing out. And he's like, dude, I, I'm going to call an ambulance. Like just go, go sit in the front front yard. And, uh, you know, sat in the front yard, ambulance came and like. Back in summer. What? No, nothing. Oh, okay. He um, stood up, showed the showed the showed the fur covered belly, and I said, "Jackal summer." That's right. <laughs> Jackals have fun. Yeah, yeah. Like the the doctor said, I wouldn't be able to use my left arm. Like again, that I would get like four inches of motion. And oh. Yeah. So, like, any thoughts of like me enlisting to like get out of the situation or like really pursue like martial arts as like you know become a prize fighter or something i felt like my life was over if there was anything that i was good at i was good at fighting and now i can't and that kept me drunk and fucked up and gave me a big prescription of pain pills to do that for quite some time and that was really the beginning of the end you know um and like two years later end up getting fucking struck sober by the judge and it's been kind of cool like you know, like, I still had, like, well, like, and I still have, like, all this fucking anger, like, this fucking rage, and, you know, my sponsor was, when I got in a fight and, like, went to jail in sobriety, you know, my sponsor was, like, you are lucky to be alive. What makes you think you can take another hit to the head, you know? Yeah. He was, like, he's, like, you, you understand you can't drink successfully, you can't fight successfully. You can't you you can't walk around puffed up with this fucking anger. You have to do something and you got to find some a spiritual cure to this or some something, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, like you know, as I got more sober and like really started working on myself, you know, I could exercise without it being like training for a fight. I could, you know, practice, you know, talking about the shit, get into some therapy. Um, sure. Fucking do creative things, like started drawing and painting and shit. What is it you, what, what, what are you doing now? What is it you want to do for a living, Seth? Uh, a full-time rapper making music. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's why I got oh, this microphone, yeah. Yeah, I make music. Um, it's pretty much what I do. Yeah. It's, you have a favorite rapper? Do I have a favorite? Yeah, Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane from Atlanta. Wow. Okay. Dude, like, I read his, I read his biography, and it's outstanding. The man is, it's cool, because, I mean, like, he doesn't, he doesn't say, like, I go to AA or anything, but, like, we, when he got locked up for, like, doing, like, I was supposed to see him in Raleigh, but, like, I think I got too fucked up or something, and he ended up going to prison for, like, that long stint of time, and I was, like, getting sober, like it was back in 2012 and like he got out like three years later and was like he like wrote a letter to his fans i I was like such a geek with like rap music and like fans he was like he was like my sobriety my relationship with my god and my wife come first but i'll never stop making music and all this and that and like came out like a new man i'm like my fucking favorite you know i got so fucked up to this guy's music i can get sober to this guy's music and like you know what I mean? Like flip. Yeah. It was just cool. It was just cool. Like, it's a lot. A lot of people get weird. Like, like sober rapper, but like, I don't. I don't wear that on a shirt or anything. But the people that know know that I never. I never, you know, drink or like 
party, you go to a show, everyone else is, and I'm cool with that. Can we put a piece of um, Seth's music to open this episode, maybe? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, why not? Like, I can't... Charlie, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I just didn't listen. No. Huh. I was, uh, yeah, no, we can, um, that'd we can, be fun. When we do tracks like that, I like to listen. I don't want to fuck up the song, but, but I like to come in and just do a little flourish, like a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to put them on, Seth. No, I'm just saying just a little bit. I'm not talking about, like, get me in a rape my flow situation, but what I'm trying to say is that I just sometimes I punch it up. Like that. Maybe, oh, yeah. You mean just yeah. like a... Okay. Yeah, like that. It's yeah. pretty dope shit. Hold on. I wanted to try this for a goof. I'm, like, using... I'm recording all of this through my recording system. I'm going to see if I can turn the auto-tune on. Is that effective? <laughs> Oh, that's amazing! Oh, yeah. I'm gonna do the whole the whole episode in auto tune. Yeah, <laughs> that's demonic. <laughs> well, I think we're good, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, Thanks, Seth. That was great, man. I want to find. A, I was looking. I was like, when when you asked asked if I would do, or I asked to be to do it because I love this show. Like you guys are great. Like this is like I know this is not like related to AA or anything, but people got sober, share their stories and sobriety or their journeys with using. But this has like been really cool to just have, especially during, you know, the time of social distance to just like pop it in. And it feels like I'm kicking it with the buddies, you know, here and, you know, sharing these stories. So it's like really cool to be on it. Um, awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, my pleasure. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Put tune back on. Wait, what else? <laughs> what else should I do? I, I'm going to jump, fellas. Um, I got to go, too. Yeah, yeah, let's wrap it up. Thanks, thanks for coming on, man. It's great to have you. Yeah, yeah, thanks thank for all your help you. with the show. Oh, my yeah. pleasure. Yeah, I'll mix, mix whatever you guys need. Thanks, Thank man. you so much, man. Um, and where where can people find your music? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it's my my name is Nada fifty one fifty N A D A five one five zero, and that's on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, anywhere there's music, you can find that. Just N A D A five one five zero. Nada fifty one fifty. See, yeah, awesome. We'll post the link and all that too. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, nice. Well, God bless. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Hey, what's going on? on? All right. Good to meet you guys. Um, real, real quick, Seth. Could you uh, just send me some photos? Okay. When you have, when you have a chance. Okay. And then, um, and then, um, hey, thanks for listening to another episode of It's All Bad. Uh, like, subscribe, and listen to where you listen. Um, what a good show today, Seth. Uh, that was uh, those were some those were some bangers, and it was a real pleasure to have him on. And uh, this is his music, so I won't I won't talk over it too much more. Yeah, check him out at Nada Fifty One Fifty on Instagram, on YouTube, Spotify. He's constantly dropping new shit. He's the man, and you'll be seeing more of him. 
because he's kind of on the team now, right? Yeah. Yeah. On the team. yeah. Part of our whack pack. I love it. Oh, yeah, the whack pack. I love it. Yeah, enjoy, guys. And we got some cool episodes coming. We got that new gear dropping soon. We got, there's a hat. I haven't, I haven't physically, you know, I've seen photos. Yeah, I'm not, I'm just going to shut up now. Enjoy the episode. Alright, great. Um, <laughs> 